1: You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to the latest Testudo Times Outtakes Podcast. I am Dylan Spilko, along with Lauren Rosh, the managing editor. And today we are joined by 1974 ACC Player of the Year, nine-time Pro Bowler and NFL Hall of Famer, Randy White. And he's here to talk to us about a very special partnership that he has with Ford, proud to honor Hall of Heroes. Randy, it's great to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you for joining us.
1: And before we just jump into the Hall of Heroes, we'd love to talk to you a bit about just what led you to this point. And so early on in your life, you grew up in Delaware, you decided to stay in the DMV. What initially drew you to Maryland to eventually go to the University of Maryland?
0: Well, they had a guy that recruited, uh, that worked at the University of Maryland, that used to be the head coach at uh, Salesian High School in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, Dim Montero. And he actually came to my high school when I was in, or my grade school when I was in ninth grade and timed me in the 40 yard dash. Uh and so all those years passed, uh playing high school and I had three offers, uh Arizona State, Virginia Tech, and Maryland. And Maryland was like an hour and a half from where I grew up, uh, close to my home. My parents could come to the games. Uh so I chose Maryland.
2: Yeah, and when you got to Maryland, what was You kind of had that freshman year where you were playing fullback and you made the switch to defensive end. What was that experience like for you kind of coming to college, learning how to, you know, play at the college level and then making that position switch?
0: Well, it was a different experience, you know, leaving home uh, and going to college uh, as far as the the football part. Uh, You know, Maryland was ranked in the bottom 10 teams in the country back then Mm -hmm. as far as football program uh and back then freshmen couldn't play uh varsity you had to wait wait your freshman year and then you play varsity. Well, we varsity with the with the freshman group that they brought in and we used to beat them they get beat on saturday and we beat them again <laughs> on monday so uh it was it was pretty interesting and then my my uh Mm-hmm. And he, he turned that program around. Uh, he was a tough, hard-nosed guy, uh, very disciplined, very Christian man. Uh, and he, he really did. He, he turned that program around. And when I left the University of Maryland, I think my junior year, we played in the Peach Bowl. And then my senior year, we played in the Liberty Bowl. When we were ranked in the top, top 20 teams in the country. And,
1: uh, you know, everybody there at the University of Maryland, they turned that program around. And what was it like just going to Maryland with a a top 25 team back in the day? Because obviously, Lauren and I were not alive back then to see what the campus on Maryland was like. Just what was the buzz surrounding that entire football program back in the day? When I
0: came to to Maryland, like I said, they, I mean, a bunch of good guys, but uh, the, the program wasn't really doing that well. Mm Uh, had a lot of great players, uh, there, but it just, it just wasn't happening. And, you know, I was young. guy. I didn't know. I just played, I just played. I was playing offensive defense. I played, you know, my freshman year, I played fullback and, uh, defensive end and linebacker. Then they switched me to defensive end when coach Claiborne came there. But, uh, you know, we had, we had a good group of guys,
2: Yeah. And, you know, you look at your senior year and the way that the team was turned around you, uh, that was the year that you got the ACC player of the year award for you. What was that experience like, you know, coming around, coming in and leaving two totally different programs? Can you kind of remember where you were when you found out or what that experience was like for you? Well,
0: yeah, it was good to be. Get, you don't really realize what's going on you're just uh, kind of scrambling trying to save your life and get a position and and do well uh, but being able to you know, when you, when I was there at the University of Maryland that, that stayed with me. I can't remember all the football games uh, as far as getting the awards. Uh, you know, I had a, I played on some great teams with great coaches, and I always uh, give my teammates credit. You know, it's a team sport, and I was able to do well, but I could have never done it all by myself. So, uh, but it was, it was a great uh, honor to – to the ACC Player of the Year, and you know the other awards that I
1: received my senior year in college. And do you just remember where you were when you found out that you won the ACC Player of the Year? Because that's a, a big moment in your in your early part of your career. You know, and
0: I really don't remember <laughs> where I
1: was. I know. Uh, <laughs> no telling. No telling where I was. <laughs> So you go on to get uh, drafted second overall to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm sure you remember that a little bit more. Uh, can you just uh, explain what that was like?
0: Well, I thought I was going to the Baltimore Colts. The Baltimore <laughs> Colts had number one pick in the draft. And, and their, their uh, uh, draft guy, Joe Thomas, the general manager, would come down to the University of Maryland. And he told me he was going to draft me number one in the oh. draft. Well, I never thought that would happen, but he, he came down to the University of Maryland numerous times and said that, that the Baltimore Colts are going to take me number one. And, well, the, day, the night of the draft, the Baltimore Colts traded number one pick to the Atlanta Falcons, so Atlanta could take Steve Barkowski quarterback, from California. And Dallas had the number two pick in the draft from – uh, trading Craig Morton to the Giants. And boom, here I go. I'm, I'm going to Dallas, Texas. I was so surprised. I remember that vividly. Uh, I was over in the dorm waiting on a phone call from Zach Zane. And uh, I got the call. He said, Randy, you've been drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. I said, what? <laughs> and, you know, here I am. You know, growing up in Washington Redskins country, (laughs) Philadelphia Eagle country, and Baltimore Colt country, and (laughs) here I'm going down to the Dallas Cowboys. So it was it was kind of a shock, but I was excited. Yeah, I was excited to even get drafted to play professional football.
2: Yeah, and you know, you weren't just drafted to play. You played 14 seasons there and nine-time Pro Bowler. I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you missed just one game in all your years in the NFL. And I think that speaks a lot to your character and who you are as a person. I think when you look back on that night, you were drafted to, you know, where you ended your NFL career. What do you think really motivated you to be that player that has that kind of reputation where you are so determined and motivated and loyal to your team? Well, uh, you know, I always loved uh,
0: sports. I, you know, I had a chance to play for the Phillies baseball. They offered me $30,000 to sign after my last high school game. Uh, and my dad told him that I was going to college and play football. So uh, I was going to college and play football. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll get into this after a while a little bit, but he was a military guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, he did what he said. I mean, I did when I was growing up. If he said something, that's what you do. And uh, So anyway, I ended up going to the University of Maryland to, to, to play football and, uh, you know, it ended up being uh, a dream come true for me. Now, I'm not sure I answered your question. <laughs>
2: no, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to hear a little bit about that. I think that, for someone to play such a long career in, on one team, it's not as common anymore in the NFL. I think that is something that used to be a lot more common. And it, again, speaks to your character, missing just one game. And you were talking about how um, you do have that. You wanted to go to college and you were talking about your father. And again, that leads into something we'll talk about in a bit. But I think Dylan had one more for you.
1: Yeah, I was just going to ask about uh, Super Bowl 12 because that was a huge moment in your career when you were named co-MVP of that Super Bowl. I just wanted to know just the one thing that you'll remember most from Super Bowl XII. Well, winning the World Championship
0: and getting the Super Bowl ring, that was that was the main thing. Uh, but at a particular moment of, of being picked the, the co-MVPs again, again, was, you know, our whole defense had a great day. and Harvey and I, you know, played well along with a lot of other people that day. And we were fortunate to... to uh, to get the the Co MVP award, great great honor. Uh, but we were standing on the sideline, and, him and Harvey came up at the end of the game. He put his arm around me, and he said, "Randy, he said we're the we're the most valuable players in this game." And I looked at him like, "What?"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it, and uh, it, it sunk in on me later on. You know, after the game, and we were in the locker room. But uh, that's. That's when Harvey came up. He was all, all excited, and I was just, I just wasn't focused on that. It didn't sink in till, till I got in the locker room. But that's, that's what I remember about uh, uh, being chosen
1: the MVP at that uh, Super Bowl <laughs> twelve. And is that Super Bowl ring one of your most prized possessions? Where are you keeping that today? Well, I'm not. A, I don't wear big rings, <laughs> but having a uh,
0: having a world championship ring is something special. Uh, you know, I have a hall of fame ring. I have the, have the super bowl championship ring and I have a couple NFC championship rings uh, and they're all special, but that world championship ring is special. You know, you know, you play football. And not many guys get to go to a super bowl and much less, you know, win them. You know, we played Pittsburgh twice and lost twice to them in the super bowl in my well, two times in my first four years, so being on both sides of that coin, uh, you know, winning it's a whole lot more fun than not winning
2: it. Yeah, and, you know, just kind of transitioning into now some of the work that you do now. So we recently watched a video of you delivering the Hall of Heroes Award to Charles Eccleston, who lives in Maryland, and we were wondering if you could, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about what Charles did to become a recipient of the Hall of Heroes Award and what this award and partnership is with Ford that you have going on. Well, Ford Motor Company and the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced
0: Ford proud to honor Hall of Heroes. And what they're doing they are honoring and recognizing the military men and women who exemplify hard work, selflessness, and commitment to excellence. Uh, And I'm, like I said earlier, uh, you know, I've always been my dad was a paratrooper in the Second World War, jumped into Battle of the Balls, 101st Airborne. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. When I was uh, in high school, and my dad said the same thing. He says, told the baseball players I was going to college, and he told me, he said, you're going to college to play football. He says, I did enough fighting for this family. So I went to uh, I went to college. So but I got the chance to be a part of this program. And uh, the third member, the four proud to honor Hall of heroes uh, is retired staff Sergeant Charles Eggleston from right up there in Bowie, Maryland. He's a 16 year military veteran who served multiple tours in Iraq. He spent three years recovering at Walter Reed hospital center where he underwent 60 surgeries. He sustained in combat, special guys, uh, really special guys. And, you know, in in Charles's uh, honor, Ford donates ten thousand dollars to the Blue Star Families, where he served as board member as board member for the organization for eleven years, whose mission is to uh, strengthen the military's families.
1: So, you know, the Hall of Fame asking me to be a part of this program, I was very excited about it. In the uh, Ford Proud to Honor Hall of Heroes was an exciting moment. I enjoyed it very much. You know, and that's it's such a great uh, thing to do for military men and women. Just what was it like meeting Eggleston in person and personally giving him the award? Well, there was no pre. He didn't know I was coming. There was there was no nothing. He this
0: was a total surprise. So. Uh, you know, I'm walking up to his house. I don't know how he's going to react to me. Uh, and I, when I said my name, I shook his hand. If y'all watched the thing. I, walk, I said, Randy White. He said, "Well, you're one of my favorite hitters." I said, "Well, at least you remember me." <laughs> so so, so it, was, uh, it was. It was. It was. It was a great moment. I'm sure that uh, it, t- it t- took a minute for it to, to sink in uh, for Charles. Uh, and get recognized for, for everything that he went through and everything he did to help our country. Uh, but I was, I was glad I was able to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, and with your background that you were talking about, with you know your father serving in the military, why is it important to you to have this partnership with Ford in the Hall of Fame to honor figures like Charles who really have been making a huge impact in you know, the veteran community as a whole? Well, I know like my dad, he served
0: to, uh, preserve the things we hold dear in this country. and, And, uh, you know, Charles did the same thing. And these people, sometimes we just don't appreciate them or don't recognize them, uh, for the job that they do to afford us to have the the luxuries and everything we do every day get up and go and do we take for granted so anytime I get a chance to uh, honor or meet a military person I always thank them and tell them how special I think they are and and appreciate everything they do have done for our country and are doing for our country
2: so when you look back kind of on your playing experience, how do you think right. it's clear that your father had a large impact on why this initiative is important to you. But when you look back right. at the programs that you were a part of, do they have any impact on, you know, the importance of giving back to the community in the way that Hall of Heroes is by honoring, you know, Charles and many other veterans? Oh yes. Uh
0: you know, my- uh, experience of growing up, you know, my dad, you know, he was tough on us, you know, he taught us discipline, he taught us accountability, taught us right from wrong. Uh, all those things, things are important. Uh, and I'm didn't like it all the time, but, I, but I'm glad that I learned all those lessons. And that's one of the reasons that I think it's so important that we recognize uh, our military guys that do and men and women that that serve so proudly and, 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 you know, don't get credit for all that they do and the impact that they have not only in their military, but when they get out of the the military, uh, you know, they have a foundation that they can really, uh, you know, young kids can look up to and they can teach. I mean, there's a lot of value in our military. Uh, brings
1: to our country, mm-hmm. and just how exactly does Ford's mission align with your values personally? Well, we're
0: talking uh, giving credit to the to the military people. You, know, you don't really see these guys getting credit on a daily basis uh, for what they do, and what what the Ford Motor Company and the Pro Football Hall of Fame have done with the you know Ford proud to honor hall of heroes is put that right out there in the front and say look we appreciate our our men and women that serve our country and we're going to honor them and we're going to let everybody know uh what a great job they do and how important they are to us and you know, we, we need to appreciate them
2: yeah and piggybacking off of that What do you hope that people who maybe have less of a direct connection to the military learn from this initiative? Maybe people who don't know as much about, you know, some of the the impact that many veterans have after they leave the military and complete their service. You know, what do you hope that they learn through all of this initiative?
0: Well, if they watch this program and they can get interested uh, in uh, in supporting the military or supporting... uh, you know, are veterans that that have been, you know, injured or or hurt during, you know, you see a lot of that stuff on television, but, you know, if someone sees this and can look to get involved in, in helping the military veterans in your community, in your in your state, wherever you are, uh, you know, get involved.
2: Yeah. Well Is there anything else you know that you want to share with us about this incredible initiative that you're working on?
0: Well, I just want to thank uh, Ford Motor Company and the Pro Football Hall of Fame for letting me be a part of this program. I think it's a great program, and uh, it's, uh, it's an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, well, thank you.
1: Well, Randy, thank you so much for joining us here today. That'll do it for the Testudo Times Outtakes podcast. We thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, but y'all have a great day. Thanks for having me. You as well. Thanks for coming.
0: My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive.
1: Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.